Thanks for checking out our podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. This is yet another episode of 9to5.cc, Montreal's favorite pop culture and geek podcast where we talk about everything that you need to hear about this week. What do we talk about? Scott. John's back from Halifax. Yay. We have another episode of Soccer Talk. Yeah. We talk about Ray Emery and the Thai soccer kids. And then we go on to talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Then we follow up with Only Lovers Left Alive, a Jim Jarmusch movie. We talk about Glow on Netflix, Cooking on High, Hip Hop Evolution, Luke Cage 2, The Clone Saga, and then The Greatest Picture Show. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Dining room outside. It's the one right beside the right? Yeah. yeah. And I was eating a Big Mac, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go. My break's almost over. And I oh, looked back at my Big Mac. And maybe said, I don't. <laughs> and it, it was just the most pure realization that I would rather finish my Big Mac than keep this job. <laughs> and <laughs> I should never, ever go back. And that, dear listeners, is how Scott... Just never went back to his telemarketing job. Ever. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure I walked out of my telemarketing job, too. I walked out of mine, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't... I did, like, a couple of, like... Yeah, it was, like, the worst... I was... I disliked that I was good at it. Yeah, me, too. And I was like, oh, no. Like, every time I completed a sale, I was like, but why? But why have you agreed to this obvious trap? <laughs> But, you know, there was, like, a couple years where you're desperate for money. Oh, it's yeah. the middle of the summer. They'll fucking take Absolutely. anybody. And, that, and that was, that was and what got me. you can make good money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what got me is because I was, like, at the time, I was uh, mostly, I think, supporting myself via Sierra mm-hmm. and, like, picking up the odd jobs, uh, substitute teaching. And substitute teaching doesn't exist in the summer. And Sierra wasn't, like, quite enough. No. To like to it's make dead time in the summer to too. make real bank yeah I, and the shifts were really short in the summer so I was like okay yeah. I'll just I'll grab some like some some Monday to Friday you know leave a little bit of your soul behind every time uh, yep and then I was like no thank you I'll yeah. I'll stay poor thank you very much anyway what's up happening uh, John I have a legitimate very interesting question mm-hmm. pressing question uh, it's been on everyone's mind okay. How many times did you sing Barrett's Privateers to yourself while you were in the East Coast? Do you want to know how many times? Yes. We counted, actually. Yeah. It was zero times, because oh. he's from fucking Hamilton. Yeah, he, but, but He's not song. at all an, uh, an, a down-easter. No, but the song is about being, uh, like... On a Halifax pier. Yeah. Yes, he's the, the song isn't about someone from the... Well, I know, but... He's, but he's, but he is a fish out of water in the song. We tried to listen to down-easter music, and okay. we did. No, we uh, I'm what, saying like that, Ashley McIsaac. No, we actually we listened. What? We listened. Hang half, on, God half, damn it! Half of one song, and I was like, "Holy shit, this has not aged well." And then I took off. <laughs> that was it. Do you want to mumble sing along? Make a flea, make a flea. You know the one. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. Much, um, how much Great Big Sea did you listen to? They're from uh, Newfoundland. It yeah. doesn't count. They're, they're no, they're much closer though, so I think that's okay. I will say, I will say, how much drinking have you done in Halifax, Scott? Because I've done, like, a fair amount, and if Great Big C comes on the radio or the playlist, everybody stops and sings it. I think really? you have to get out of. I think oh, you have to yeah. get out of your car and go to the nearest bar. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 in maritime law. Oh, oh, yeah. this was a thing we noticed. <laughs> that is maritime law. <laughs> maritime People law. get out of their car a lot. 
Like a lot. Like imagine you're going down a highway. How many cars do you expect to see by the side of the road? One, and it's on fire. Okay, yeah, if that. But then in in or, fucking or Nova at least Scotia, they're setting up flares awkwardly. We were driving around for two weeks, and it, it basically, and we saw at least twenty of like people doing stuff. I don't like you don't always see them, but cars by the side of the road on big highways, like because everyone had to pee. You know, but if the car is empty. They're not peeing. Like, what else could you do by the side of the highway? I mean, pick daisies. Go like, fishing, maybe? Like, you know, a spot? Or maybe mushroom picking? Like, I honestly had could not figure out what these guys were doing. Yeah, the side of the highway is not a parking zone. No. Why like, you, you got to have cousin? a really good reason to do it. I don't know. I like some ducks crossing the road. I should have asked him. Yeah, like some ducks. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, Google Emma Chernobyl mm-hmm. on 9to5.cc. You'll get a whole fun Are story. Are updates? Is she out? Uh-huh. Our, our listeners know about that. Yeah. I feel, yeah. The, we covered it. We've covered it. Uh, yeah, there's a whole podcast about it. Um, did you get the the the, uh, the use of Buddy? Like, did you mm. were you saturated with Buddy? No, didn't no? have that much. In fact, we talked to a lot of touristy people more than we talked to a lot of locals. Oh, okay. Like, it's just everywhere you go, there's like people all over the place from all over the place. We we met at least five people from Montreal, uh-huh. and like the, in the weirdest places. Like, remember, I in, in my email I wrote that like we stopped to look at somewhere, and then five minutes later we got out of the car again because the view was so good. Yeah, we, yeah. serious. Like that seriously happened, and then we hopped out, and the guys who were there were all from Montreal, and we traded cool. stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look, it, it, it's like a boring trip. I don't even know. There's nothing interest, interesting here for the listeners. It was an incredibly relaxing vacation. to yourself? <laughs> Maybe a little. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just walking down the thing. Yeah, no, the use of buddy is one of my favorite Maritimer things. When they were just, like, instead of, like, that guy or whatever, they just say buddy. And including, like, up to and including, like, negative connotations. Huh. Like, it'd be like, buddy, cut me off up there, man. Like, goddamn buddy. <laughs> I didn't hear that. It's super weird. Like I, my my family occasionally slips into it if they're like, hmm. if they're like they I, they they don't do it usually, but if they're like a little drinky, they'll like the buddy starts slipping into their vernacular. Oh, I like, learned Here. a very very important lesson at the Halifax uh, Maritime Museum. Okay, this teach is us, this is the very important this lesson. Is the nine to okay. five edutainment. It comes up during the 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 episode talking about the Halifax Harbor explosion. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how bad this was. The oh, biggest yeah. non nuclear explosion in history up yep. until the nuclear explosions, yep. and then um, two thousand people about killed instantaneously, mm-hmm. and about nine thousand so others. So many more were saved by that one brave yeah. dude hey, who yeah. went back with the telegram. He stopped the train. Yeah, saved a couple. Part of our heritage. Part of our heritage. So what happens after the explosion, okay? Cool guys don't look at explosions. That's the lesson, okay? Yep. Part of the Halifax thing, they have a memorial for the th- literally thousands and thousands of people who had their eyes blown out by a wave of, like, metal shrapnel that exploded out from this thing. And like, glass. Everybody just goes, oh, look, pretty light. Look at the explosion. And then get their eyes ripped out by... By shreds of whatever. Because yeah, a lot of them ran to their windows, too. Exactly, exactly. It. You see a big light. It's off there on the horizon. The light gets to you, and then the shrapnel hits. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 the, and the, the or the shockwave breaks your glass. Or that, say the yeah. window you're standing right in front of just becomes a million things. Because I don't feel that any of those windows were, like, designed to, like, crack, not shatter, or whatever. They were just sort of, like, exploding. Of course not. And it's there. 1900s glass, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't look at explosions. Yeah, or, if you have to, put on cool gas. That's sunglasses. okay, too. Because yeah. then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you put on some sunglasses right before the explosion happens, your protective sunglasses will. The pre- glasses I'm wearing right now are shatterproof. There you go. Yeah. Stare directly it. into the explosion. Yeah, no, nice. I got the same thing too. Like I've been to Halifax a whole bunch sure, as, a, sure. as a kid growing up and stuff. And yeah, like those that museum and the the war thing and what not like it was serious. Like yeah, I don't think they, everybody it changed the shape of the of the coast there. Like yeah, it was huge. I don't yeah. like I don't think it's like a common knowledge. 
like if you I feel if you ask most people in like the states, yeah. hey, do you know that like we had a city like exploded? Like, so I don't it, think they would up, know. Up, up until the testing of the atomic bomb, what was the largest explosion? Yeah, you're, nobody's going right. to guess this. Yeah. Another good one. They, the the dude who was doing the tour mentioned, like, if you're from Halifax, mm-hmm. because the population was small enough at the time, it's almost guaranteed that if you were living there, it was a family. You had a family member who died in the explosion because it was just such a huge percentage of the population who was hit by that. And so he was like, "I'm from here, and yes, my great uncle so and so was killed in the explosion, and, and it's like that for everybody in Halifax. Everybody knows somebody who died. Crazy, yeah." Fun. Maritimes. Would recommend? Get to know <laughs> the place you're from. Yeah. I'm from Halifax. Yeah, I love the, I love the Maritimes. Just like Sarah and I have been kind of looking for an excuse to head back out there. Probably going to go back next year. Yep. It's super fun. It's like, I find that the Maritimes seems to have like captured the actual Canadian ideal of mm-hmm. like laid back friendly folk. Like, it's weirdly, that, that like stereotype is, like, actually in the Maritimes. Well, like, we're not... With, like, a small percentage of very surly fishermen watching you from far away. Yeah, but, little, you know, if you I feel sur- like old people are allowed to be surly. Yeah, No matter exactly. what, what province and you're I feel the, young surly ones. I feel the warm to you proper if you get screeched in with them. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... If just, like, uh, I've, I've said that I would retire to Halifax. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I mean, I, I do appreciate, it has, like, that, it's a big enough city. Super that I, chill. But that I wouldn't feel like I've, like, moved out to the boonies. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's still, like, chill and laid back enough that I'd be like, I'm retired Oh, now. for sure. And you're, and you're, like, 500 grand or whatever is going to go way fucking far. In yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my, my, my aunt and uncle have, like, uh, like a multi-level townhouse right on the harbor when, like, they have kayaks. You can just drag down a hill and put in the, <laughs> put in awesome. the water and all that yeah. stuff. And it's, like, and they do well, but it's, like, that, that place would be, like, a million dollar home in Montreal, but sure. it's like it's it's attainable in Halifax. Okay, so while I was in that boring place, you guys must have seen something interesting. No, man, I was up at the cottage a lot, which I guess would <laughs> is even more boring. Uh, I was going to say France won the World Cup. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, a couple things, I guess, like mm-hmm. highlights that our listeners might appreciate, maybe not. Uh, they introduced VAR, like virtual or video assisted referee. Is that okay. what it for? Replay. Video assisted re- No, they, yeah. keeps, they kept saying the R was referee, man. BBC, it's, I don't know if it means replay because BBC kept calling it something else, which was not what I thought the acronym was. Until that the doesn't make any sense because VAR in, in football is. I know, but I think that they might have changed it because international football. But what does it do? Anyway, so it lets the referee watch a replay of a play. Mm-hmm. Which is like new because typically, like uh, international football is like renowned for you only have one referee. It's as he sees it on and the it's field. A is, terrible is, is catastrophe it for a sport. And I mean, and the argument in favor of it, as we talked about on the last episode, is always that it is officiated and uh, like judged on the same level all across children's football, yes, all yes. the way to the big. That's the yes. argument for. Right. The argument against is like literally in the last World Cup, like not not this most recent one, but the one four years ago. There was literally a goal that they missed because mm-hmm. it went like crossbar down into the net and bounced back up, and referee was just too far away and was like, "Play on, gentlemen!" Yep. And like that, a goal in a like soccer yeah. game at, is, at a world level, yeah, is a very in a hard tournament th- that happens only every four years. It's yeah. a hard thing to get. Yeah. Like what were they saying? Sterling from uh, from England has never had a World Cup goal. He's like one of the best players in the world. Has not scored in the World Cup. Right. Anyway, uh, so they introduced this thing. So they, they went, and I'm not sure, but I don't think the referee... The referee can watch replays from multiple angles, but he can't watch it in slow-mo or something. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of like weird like caveats that they put in to try to like maintain the purity of the referee's official. Okay. So he can watch... I think it might be that he can He can watch only watch it at full speed. but in, From multiple angles. But of he can course. only watch it at f- full speed to not have like... So 
a Croatian player hits, like, jumps and tr- goes for a block, and his hand kind of comes down and hits the ball out. Right. So the French team calls for a handball, right? Yeah. Right, kind of like rightly so. The referee's initial call is that it didn't happen, goes to the VAR, and then says it did happen, mm-hmm. which awards a penalty kick. And he stared at the VAR for, like, so long. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and, and the, the rule of the VAR is you need to have 100% certainty. And you're like, if you're watching something 10 times, you, you don't, don't have, have that. And, yeah. re- like, someone was saying that, like, at the world level, a penalty kick will score 78% of the time. So if you're giving a penalty kick, you're all but giving the other team a, a goal. goal. In, yeah. uh, at Three the out of four times, yeah. In, in a tied game for the World Cup. And you're like, why? Why would you put this controversy in it? You're a referee. You know that a billion people are watching this game. Why That's would you do so this? That's so fucking crazy. It's, I was just like, I was like, what is this guy thinking? Maybe they really wanted France to win. I mean, yeah, France won ultimately 4-2. So yeah. without that goal, they still would have won. But, but momentum is a, f- a factor. A big, in momentum is a big factor in soccer. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, and it also, changes the way the other team plays. And yeah, things I also did not know about Croatia who was mm-hmm. the finalist, which is a unusual finalist. It was the first time to the finals. They have a population of four point five million, mm-hmm. half the population of London, entire country, and they could put together a World Cup finalist team. Man, football well, is I don't really know big they, in Europe. If they could put together, but they did put together. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be fair here. Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, England. Croatia played so strong. Yeah. Though. Like, Croatia played. Like, it wasn't like they got. Like, other teams did underperform, mm-hmm. but, like, Croatia still played, like, very strong football. Like, Any and surprises anywhere along the way? Anybody get kicked constantly. out? Constantly. It was, it was, it was constantly. Croatia being in the finals was a huge surprise. Sure. Uh, Italy not qualifying was a big surprise. The Netherlands not qualifying was a big surprise. Wow. Uh, did Iceland. Brazil- Qualifying was a big surprise, and then and doing, doing okay. Well. Uh, did Brazil, Brazil and Argentina didn't make it out of Group of Sixteen, or did they, like Brazil did, Argentina didn't? Yeah, Argentina didn't make it out of Group of Sixteen. Portugal lost very early. Yeah, with hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo on the team. Spain yeah. lost really early. Yeah, there were a lot of. It was a very very like Russia was in the final four. And Colombia like, was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was it was like by far probably one of the most like. Also, one of the highest scoring World Cups hmm. that they've had in a long time. Even the the final four two, I, I, it's like the most goals scored in World Cup final since like nineteen thirty or something. Like, did the rules change or something? Or is it just no? Nah, I just I think that the world is <laughs> just France and Croatia in the finals meant for a different type of game than Brazil hmm. and Italy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, Italy plays a very stifling uh, defensive style in general, and they're often like hmm. top top contenders. Uh, yeah, I, and I think that the world is also kind of getting better. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's Japan it's, and South Korea both had very good showings. So Mexico crazy. had their best showing in years. Like because yeah. like typically the only the only the only non-European team that's ever won a World Cup is Brazil. So it's like there's always sort of like that's a not true at all. Is it? No, Argentina has definitely won. Argentina has won. Oh yeah, the yes. Argentina and Brazil. I the hand of God goal. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Anyway, but yeah, but it's like, so the rest of the world at the World Cup, barring two nations known for their, like, it's like, what's, like, what's the difference between the Euro Cup is like, no Brazil and Argentina. Otherwise, the Euro Cup is kind of the same. Right. But anyway, uh, so Paris, uh, of course, celebrated, you know, I mean, like, as, as, as you, you would, would. It's yeah. the, the, the biggest thing. They and had, it was right on or right after Bastille Day? Yeah, something like that too. Yeah, it was like maximum party mode can you guys hear that word Bastille Day in your head without singing it like Eddie Lee in your head right after yes fascinating yeah I, am not I didn't kidding. listen to as much Rush as you do man I listen to a lot of Rush <laughs> go on uh, they Paris called in like every single 
trained police officer. They had 100,000 police officers in oh, Paris. Yeah, but they love to riot in oh, Paris. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and like, riot they did, riot. son. <laughs> 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 like, they went bananas. They were just like... And then I was like looking in this morning. I was like, oh, like two casualties. And I was like, oh, I hope... It, like, I was like, they didn't get trampled or beaten. And they didn't. It was just idiots. So the two casualties... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> was a guy who dove into the canal, but the canal was like... It's a heat wave and stuff. Oh, my God. So it was empty? super shallow and just broke his neck. Hooray. That sucks. It sucks, and I'd be bummed, but That's, I'm like, pay what attention. A, what a rough way to go. Can you imagine your last minutes are face down in the water, realizing you're oh, now... Insane. Yeah, and you're now... You realize, I'm now paralyzed. I can't move, and nobody's going to think to get me. And That's I'm it, dead. and I'm done. I mean, I hope yeah. he died instantly, because then I think his last moments are, I'm a king of the world, and then like dies. Like I feel like you have a chance of dying instantly on a neck break. Yeah, I would hope so. Depending on, right? Or at like, least knock himself unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he might have knocked himself unconscious. I feel that like he must have been like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and that's the note you go out on. Yeah, and that's not bad. And then okay, another, anyway, the other another guy. guy crashed his car into a tree. Oh, uh, well. Which I'm presuming was driving drunk. There's involved yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay. Why won't this tree get out of the way? I am honking so much. Otherwise, beep, beep, like, beep, they were beep, saying beep, like... Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That tree's wearing a Croatian jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like 500 arrests, which I feel is like reasonable. Sure. I feel that like, like overall reading the, 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 the damage tally of Paris, I was like... Not as bad as there's could like have been. fifteen million people there, right? Yeah, yeah, like and and like there's like very poor, sketchy parts of it that I'm sure were like just ready to explode and mm-hmm. looting. And a lot of that did happen, but I was like, I suppose you measure it in terms of like casualties and injuries. So, mm-hmm. hooray! Uh, and then in other sad sports death news, Ray Emery died. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ray Emery died either yesterday or today. What happened? Um, he went to his friend's boat. Then went for a swim at like six thirty in the morning uh, and died. Uh, I'm I, I he he was in like the marina or whatever, so it was like whichever, and so like not even like deep waters or something. I my my guess, just as a general rule, don't go swimming in the marina. Don't there's go lots swimming. Of, in, there's lots of propellers spinning. Yeah, exactly. There. But that's not what what got him. It wasn't like he got like stuck under a boat or something. There's and, also not a whole lot of ladders to get out of the water. If you're no, going but you can get at but six you, in the but morning. There, there are, I mean, having recently stayed on a boat in a marina, there's yeah. enough ladders that you can just like kind of follow along the pier until you get to one. Like you don't need to be a super strong Unless swimmer. Unless you're on a lot of drugs. Yeah. What I'm know. what I'm thinking is, po- like, most plausible to me, especially if you're if he was drunk or high or whatever, and he is a hockey player in the off season, so maybe, or just might have been groggy. Sure. An ex an ex hockey player who's not playing anymore. He's a couple years out. He's 35, man. I think he's. I think he still might have played last year. Not on the NHL, but I think he might have played sports. Sports. Uh, if you were to dive under mm-hmm. and come up and be underneath a boat, and you're like drunk and you panic, I feel you will fill up your lungs with water real quick. Like I've d- I've had that happen once one time to me, where I jumped off uh, one of my. It's very scary. Buddy's houseboats and like just like boom, like cannonball and came up and I like hit the bottom and was like, oh, and then like saw the light and went under. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you add like inebriation and stuff into that experience, you could screw yourself up pretty quick. Like, especially if you like get disoriented and like don't forget inebriation. 630 in the morning might be before a cup of coffee. And for me. I'm not even functional mm-hmm. at that point. You might still come up under a boat. <laughs> yeah, just be like, no, I give up. Yeah, so, and like, and you if you like swim the wrong way and whatever, because I'm sure that like pro hockey players' buddies was probably a big 
big old yacht, and if not, there was definitely big old yachts in the marina, maybe next door or whatever. And like, if you just like keep coming up and you keep hitting that, your like panic will set in. And totally, yeah, you they, panic like fucking crazy underwater. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Ray Emery is one of my favorite hockey memories. Well, I mean, Eric, uh, our friend Eric, um, is it the hat thing? No, the hat thing is funny, but, but it's it's the giant brawl between the Senators and the Sabers. Well. Just, Where the two to, goalies to meet in, each to other. Lead, to lead into your story, mm-hmm. my buddy Eric suggested we were like, oh, like, how did he die? Maybe he got stuck up under a boat or whatever. And and Eric was like, maybe he just saw, like, a fish that he really needed to beat up. <laughs> and and this leads into Scott's story. Oh, yeah. There's this great scene where everyone on the ice starts fighting. And the two goalies look down the ice at each other. And they skate towards the middle. And I think it's... Is it Osgood? No. No, it's a French dude. Has no chance. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. He skates down the ice and he's like, "Let's go!" Just and he's expecting a goalie fight to grab the other guy's they jersey and circle and, around a little yeah. bit and maybe maybe shake the baby a little bit. Nope. Ray Emery is trained as a boxer and he throws his helmet off and the camera is looking over the Sabers <laughs> goalie's shoulder and you see this just pure happiness. On Ray Emery's he face, looks like the goddamn his, Joker. Like, yeah. like, ah, his mask comes <laughs> off, and happening. he looks, and he beats the goalie so bad that a defenseman from the Sabers has to come over and fight him, which you can't do because goalies are so covered in pads and That's stuff amazing. they can barely move. And Emery still shellacks the, the defenseman. <laughs> yeah, just Man. that that moment of joy. It's it's one of the happiest moments I've ever seen an athlete <laughs> be like him. Donovan Bailey breaking the world record, <laughs> you know, that, that scream of pure joy. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah it's up yeah. there. Also, there's huh. a great scene, uh, great scene, a great great footage of him when he was in the KHL, who he, he got pulled. Uh, he was he let in too many goals, got pulled, so he was sitting on the bench, hmm. and takes off his helmet and sits down, and a trainer puts, like, a team cap on his head, and he just, like, takes it off and, like, shoots it down. Trainer does it again, takes it off, throws it down. Trainer does it for a third time, he just... Flatten <laughs> just like decks a dude. I was like, they probably don't even share a language. <laughs> like, he probably just punched someone. In the no face. idea why. <laughs> no, but put hat on. Yeah. Put hat. Yeah, exactly. You need to put hat on. <laughs> just, That's amazing. Uh, R.I.P. Ray Emery. Yeah, it's like a huge huh. bummer. Like, just like. God. Well, in other good water-related news, they rescued all those kids. They did, but then Elon Musk got sad that they didn't use his underwater submarine. I don't know what the fuck is up with Musk in this in this scenario. Like, and then alludes to the main diver being a pedophile. He's got to shut his mouth, man. <laughs> Just, Jesus Christ, Elon. Dude, Elon Musk. Elon Musk was like, I can rescue those children using my tiny... My, my technology powers! My tiny submarine. Everyone's like, okay, cool, but we also have <laughs> scuba gear. Like, we're going to go in with divers. And also, it's a cave system. It's tiny, not like... Tiny submarine. <laughs> like, it's not like a, just a little tunnel that... The way really I read it, you had to go like almost like worm your way upside down and whatever through a super super narrow passageway that yeah. a Navy SEAL drowned in trying to get there. Right? Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, this little a robot's not going to fucking get through that. Yeah, there's no way that the machinery would be nimble enough yeah. to squeeze. You dare that. insult and my like, technology? And it was you, like, sir, might be a pedophile. Power of Musk engaged. And it was, it like was the- up and down, and oh, they were he- worried enough about these kids that even after like a week of prepping them, they still gave them. Like sedatives, enhancing yeah. sedatives, just to like, don't freak out. You're gonna get gonna to be some so parts weird. where, yeah, you're gonna get stuck and you have to squeeze through. And we want you chemically level-headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We would like you to be very, very high. All the same, this is still a great story. Like, like yeah. a bunch of kids got stuck. The whole world was like thrown in. They got weird, crazy experts from all over to mm-hmm. come and help, and they lived. 
And Rich. then he lived. Yeah, but then Elon Musk, why? No, no. Why do you be sad that they didn't go with your idea? I feel that he's so not... Like, perhaps he's so unused to, like, being at a roundtable discussion where they don't go with his idea. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I just... The way that... To make it clear is if they... If they could have used the submarine, they could have just used a plastic tube, right? Mm. If it was big enough to use a little handheld submarine, they could have just put some piping in there and had the kids crawl out. Maybe. But they can't, because it's a fucking cave. Yeah. Anyway, it's a weird a weird tantrum on his part. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of don't expect... Like, he should have known better than to, than to weigh in on this whole situation. Offer the robot and then back out when they don't say anything. Yeah. That's it. Uh, then You win, buddy. Take notes. Yeah. Like, Is there anything else I can do? Do you need money? Yeah, I have yeah. some of that. Have okay, money. so in his defense, did you hear about him and the Detroit thing? He was like, if you live in Flint, Michigan, and you don't still have clean water, tweet at me, and I'll send somebody to fix it. No joke. <laughs> so you just have to tweet your address and a little thing saying, like, showing your, your lead testing meter, and he'll <laughs> send out for much money it, it costs. I mean, downside of that is if, if you say no, if you've had enough lead in your system, you might not be ready to use Twitter at all. <laughs> I was going to say the downside of that, if you don't ask him for help, he'll accuse you of being a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you want clean water? Are you a pedophile? Uh What? Why are you doing this, Elon? Why why is that your go-to all the time? Oh, man. Uh, What else is going on? I feel there's there's things. I I, I could have another conversation. I already alienated John a little bit about the World Cup. But I finished the first story arc of Adventure Time. By Adventure Time, I mean the Adventure Adventure Zone. Zone. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was good. It was 69 episodes long. It's a lot. It is a lot. But, I mean, we're here recording episode 162 of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, less than us. <laughs> we uh, beat them huh? in one way. Right, but nobody listens to us. Yeah, people do. <laughs> Just not the, like, hundreds of thousands that listen to the Adventure Zone. Right. Uh, I listen to this podcast uh, by the McElroy brothers. And their dad. And their dad on Scott's recommendation. And uh, mostly funny. Mostly enjoyable. Had some little bits of slogging points. Like they do a really good job of sort of strictly enforcing a lot of uh, character voices. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. They they're, they're pretty good at like having in character conversations back and forth, and then like interjecting quickly with a little bit of like table talk for jokes, and then like flipping right back into character voices, which yeah. is like it's a good like I would recommend if you, if you listen to just like a couple of episodes, just because it's like it's kind of like I'm like yeah that's like sort of how you want. Like, they, mm-hmm. they capture what you sort of want at a D&D table. You want it to be mostly in character. You're, like, talking in your character's voice, and then you go back to your voice to do the, like, action he does or whatever. Yeah, and, and if you have, or, like, a... Or the table talk joke, because it is still an entertainment show. Right. It's and a not... jokey one. Like, yeah, yeah. like, it's, a, it's, like they're, it's mostly a joke show. I will say that the finale is, like... Like, apparently, throughout the entire thing, listeners have often accused Griffin, who is the DM, of sort of railroading. And it is, like, a railroad-heavy story which if i think if it's a story that's like has a point a point b and point c like from the beginning you know you have to go through the beats and and like and you want it to work as a compelling narrative in a podcast because you're expecting like players can be invested in a game in a way that they're making the choices that won't necessarily make a compelling narrative mm-hmm. you know like for, to, sure. for for people to sit back and listen to so i get it but like holy cow the, the finale i is almost I 3 hours of griffin talking yeah i don't mind the railroading what bothered me was his and all four of their abject disbelief that this was a a flaw in the last few episodes. Yeah, was, they were like they were like I didn't think that Griffin was railroading us at all, and I was like, you can what? Yeah, when like, all four of them were like, no, we all we're all moving the story together, and I feel like we could have done whatever. 
guys. He was narrating I've, a huge scene. I've been, like an NPC I've been with you for you 150 said, hours now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like an NPC showed up and was like, let's go this way. And you said, okay. And then the NPC was like, we need to do this. And you were like, okay. Hmm. Like, and there was crosstalk. Like, I kind of want to do this, but I feel like Griffin would be upset. Yeah. The other one, and this is, I mean, this is getting into like real nitpicking. So if you listen to the Adventure Zone, there's a character named Lucretia who is a flawed villain. <laughs> Like antagonist, antagonist. Like it's like she. It's revealed through like I'm not going to get into the whole entire story, but it's basically revealed that she was acting in what she thought was not just the character's best interest, mm-hmm. but acting in literally like humanity's best interest. But took some like incredibly like evil, almost like she decides. Eth- to, she eth- decides ethically compl- negative, eth- ethically very wrong choices. She like yeah. wipes her friends memories of the events so that they don't like pursue like her hmm. including to the point of to one character like rips his mind apart to the point where he can literally only say his name and like makes him like a hodor how huh harsh harsh and i'm like and, and they were like and, and like and griffin is like at no point in time did i think that lucretia was a villain i was like Oh, that's a villain. I was like, that's a, that's a well-meaning villain uh-huh. who believes in the greater good. But I'm like, you can, you can fall on the evil spectrum while believing in the greater good. Sure. Like, the best ones do. <laughs> the best, that's the best kind I was like, of villain. Yeah, I was a villain like, who has understandable motives, who yeah. crosses lines that good you people wouldn't cross. don't cross. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. And yeah. And they, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm back on board, back with, I'm listening to their live episode right now, the uh, Nashville one, which is the, uh, the heist. The, the heist episode where they're, they where Luke finally gets her fifteen dollars yeah. back from Greg Grimaldis. Yeah, that was uh, good. Yeah, it's fun. But also, they had like a post episode where like not, none of them, other than one of the uh, brothers, had ever played D anD D before. Griffin had never DM before, and they also kind of got really up their ass about how magical an experience they did. They were like, we developed these characters, and they grew, and they became people, and they were. And I was like. You guys are just talking about D and D, man. I was like, we've done, we've all done yeah. that a bunch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them that because they then go to a show with a thousand people who've paid money, a decent amount of money to watch them play D and D. Several of whom are dressed up as these D and D characters. Wow! And if you go to any of the gaming conventions now, like Gen Con or PAX, they have those you will characters. see those characters walking around. Yeah, like they did. Kind of from scratch, develop icons. Right. But I feel that those icons have a lot more to do with the fact that they were funny with good comedic timing. Oh, absolutely. Then, then they created, like, these growing characters or whatever. I was like, well, I they're mean, not. No. Okay, listen. I Taco don't, and, and Magnus and, and Merle are not the same at the end of the show as they are at the no, start of the show. But I think that that's true of any good role-playing character at the end of a good big campaign know, it's just not no one is dressing up like our old D or vampire well, I mean, characters but like they would know. if they could <laughs> exactly they should you know should. Like maybe maybe if we just like recorded every larp and then cut it together into a gamuti goth oh thing, man that would that be so been the, fucking uncomfortable no but we cut <laughs> that it together been the vampire tv show yeah exactly no with the correct editing man you oh don't this even is a know. good segue i watched a vampire movie vampire that was full of awkward um awkward you know emo goth stuff which vampire movie did you watch um it's called only lovers left alive and it was directed by jim jarmusch and it has tom hiddleston and um uh what's her name tilda swinton okay they're both playing these vampires they don't um live together for some reason she lives across the sea and he lives in detroit 
and he's getting depressed and so they kind of get back together and it's like it's like a movie about these guys who've been in love and in a long-term relationship for forever that goes on it's like and they happen to be vampires but it's not really about them being vampires but i guess it just sort of like the vampirism from what you're saying sort of like implies a scope and length of the relationship that like a human scale wouldn't like when you're like why yeah. do they live in other countries because i'm like i feel that on like on the scale of an of eternity you could live on other continents for a while and like that's just having some time apart. You'll just have a 50 years or whatever. It's going to be like a weekend off. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. So it does like a really good job of doing that and like portraying these characters who are into bigger things. But at the same time, there's a lot of dialogue that is just them being emo about living forever. In a Jim Jarmusch film? Yeah, imagine no. that, eh? Uh, I don't buy it. Uh, good? Like, I mean, the, like, the casting sounds fun. The casting Jim is Jarmusch amazing, is right? They're, like, they're all really good. I like Jim Jarmusch. I generally um, like vampire movies, but I, there's something about the, like, dialogue that found that I just, it was, like, way too corny for me to be able to, to, to buy it 100%. Can, do, you, do you have any, like, choice choice picks of the dialogue? Oh, God. So the... the I am. Oh, yeah, no. it's not that bad. The, the, <laughs> the main vampire calls humans zombies. Because everybody is so uncreative and boring, and he has like a like a long thing. He has like a human buddy who's like his his like helper guy who brings him a bunch of vintage guitars, and he like, oh yes, she's a beautiful one, isn't she? You know, like like that kind of talking to a guitar, mm. you know. You shut the fuck up, you cool. pretentious motherfucker. So there's that. There's a good there's a good denima at the end. It explodes in a fun uh, way. I would recommend it, but. But at the same time, like, it's definitely super fucking slow-paced. <laughs> super, super slow-paced. And about two people who are in love more than it's about vampires. Right. But, I mean, that doesn't, like, Broken Flowers, I don't even think it was about, like, I think it was only about one person who was in love. Well, <laughs> like, that, that's a good point. But don't forget, the, the thing that brought us to this lively discussion was, in fact, vampires. tedious <laughs> emo vampires vamping out. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if we're going to take a look at the list yeah. of this movie... We I feel should. sounds lowish. Yeah, it's going to go a little bit lower, but not too too far down. I mean, where are we talking about? Good, Chappie. but not Chappie. Going to watch it every year. Yeah. Okay. Actually, no. Chappie's pretty good because it kind of loses it. Chappie loses it at the end. Whereas this one had a kind of kind of wins. Where it was end. Chappie? Chappie is right down at seventy three. Seventy three. Uh, moving up from Chappie, I would definitely Mister Dynamite. Mask of Zorro. Well, I would actually put it above Mask of Zorro. This is actually... Yeah, I wouldn't put it below the Bad Batch. <laughs> which doesn't have a number for some reason. Good job, John. You did it, buddy. I did it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, um, the Descent? I would put it up just above The Descent and under the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> is a sentence you say about Jim Jarmusch movies uh-huh. all the time. All the time. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. That puts it way beneath, uh, like, Pacific Rim. I don't know if that's right. No, actually, that's okay. We're good where we are. Because right. Pacific Rim, I mean, for, for what it did, was good. It was pretty good, yeah. It, like, delivered yeah. on a lot. Like, it was... At no point was I bored watching Pacific Rim. Yeah. And I think that even a film without, like, action sequences could engage you. And it doesn't sound like you were super engaged. Uh, I was not. There were, there were definitely slow points to it. Like, what was... Lost in Translation is Jarmish, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And that, no. 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 What is it? Let's look up Jim Jarmusch movies, everybody. No, coffee and Cigarettes is a Jim Yeah, yeah that's movie. like the... That's I could watch, the Jim Jarmusch Yeah, exactly. I'm saying. I could watch Coffee and Cigarettes and be engaged throughout. I mean, admittedly, it's a bunch of shorts. What? Let's look at, let's look at the career of Jim Jarmusch. 
As you're Googling Jim Jarmusch, make sure to stop on the image tab of Google, because just look at Jim Jarmusch. I always find that amazingly entertaining. Ghost Dog. Oh, yeah. Ghost I could watch Dog. that movie over and over again. I don't know, man. It gets the, his little little swoopy swoop shit he does when he's putting his gun away, like he's fucking holstering it or like he's putting it in a scabbard. I'll, I'll say this about shit. Ghost Dog. If you want your wife to go to bed, <laughs> put on put Ghost Dog. Because <laughs> she will leave you alone. Uh, Ghost Dog was great. I remember, uh, did I give it, I think I gave it Ghost to Dog you. Ghost Dog suffered a little bit too much from the the Fight Club. Like, you should live your life like I live my life in a movie. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Urban Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting The Art of War a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, it's enough, but once you put that aside, you can just enjoy that this yeah, is a character. If you can, if you can just that. enjoy it and, and it not be turned into a handbook of... Ways to live your life in college. You know what? I have to change. I have to change my mind about where it is. Oh. We need to bump it up just a little bit, and that that up just but a I little bit. Wrote it down. Yeah, I'm going to oh change my God. it. Pen is you know, fucking forever. I can't do it. Okay, you know where it is? Right now, it is underneath Star Wars Episode Seven, and I, ca- I can't do it. It is not Star, Star Wars Episode Seven. Is again the best thing that could happen to Star Wars. Yeah, it has yeah. the right amount of nostalgia and the right amount of new, and if. It's okay, a very they, okay, fine whoa, line whoa, between whoa, 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 Star Wars Episode Seven and Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, that's a good point. Where right, is Star right. Wars Episode Seven? It's a uh, number forty-eight. Okay, yeah, but you I'm don't just saying, have to love that. I'm movie. just saying, but that also, right. that, also, that. that also puts it over like Top Gun. You're right. You're right. You're right. It can't go above Top Gun. So okay, we're fine. We're gonna leave it where we are. We're gonna meditate on it, and maybe I'm gonna. It's fine. I'm gonna grumble about it later. What did you guys see? See anything? I watched most of lots of TV. I watched very little TV. The only television that I've been watching is Glow. What's Glow? I see it advertised at me. Wrestling. And I don't. It's super good. Yeah, it's on it's Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, Netflix show. John, if you're not sure about Glow, you should watch the documentary that's on Netflix. Is it called Glow? Yes. yes. It's called Glow Colon the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Okay. I think. It's a, what an acronym. So a thing happened in the 80s where uh, someone had an idea of making an all women's wrestling league and okay. airing it Saturday morning. So, like, much more, much more like schlocky kid-friendly stories than necessarily like then even wwe and wwe or at wwf at the time mm-hmm. wwf was also very family friendly hulk hogan 80s. iron chic yeah Nikolai volkoff yeah but Mothman. this was even more family friendly and the wrestling was like quite frankly awful mm-hmm. like there were they took like models and maybe a few gymnasts and then maybe one or two of them had some wrestling and that was it. A bit. And it's like you go back and you watch it. and it's Actresses looking for work in L.A. Right. Yeah. yeah like, like, like a finishing move was like a cartwheel and a punch. And you're like, unstoppable. And Roman Reigns. Uh, Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> he jumps. Damn it. <laughs> he jumps when he punches. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so this took that premise. Like, and it, it ran for like several seasons, like which is like the kind of like. Hey, it made some somebody made money off yeah. of it. Right? And also the weirdest part that they and so anyway, so they took this show and they uh used that as an inspiration for making a television show about the women that made the show. Mm-hmm. Uh and they use it kind of like to creative effect to show like how shitty it was to be a working actress in Hollywood in the 80s. Like it was hmm. awful and how women would have said yes to this. You know, and stuff, and like they they get into the interpersonal relationships. So is it a documentary or is no, it? No, it's, it's 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 a fictionalized retelling of this event, and they just kind of use that structure to kind of like uh, fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and the episodes are short. Yeah, they're all half hour, which is I'm I'm into and well, punchy. Yeah, yeah, like the 
the, the plot is moving. There's not a whole lot of filler because they have what two seasons done, twelve episodes each season, yep. under an hour to thirty minutes every episode. Yep. They follow mm-hmm. the Netflix model of like. Well, this story is done. End the episode. They don't right, have to right. drag it out to fill their slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Alison Brie? Yeah, I was like, Annie Edison. Nope, nice. that's her name from Community. Community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's the lead. Um, Mark Marin plays the skeezy uh, director. He plays like a slasher movie, like a like a shock shock slinger director who's now just kind of like got this job for cable TV and kind of is, thinks he's too good for it, but he's like mm-hmm. totally not. Uh, yeah, it's just a good. It's a good time. Hmm. Glow is a good. Is it, time. is it like a comedy or is it a like? What's the tone of the show? I still don't know. Like what I'm, what I would be tuning into. Like a dramedy. Dramedy. Oh, okay. Like uh, a good. Like if you ever watch Orange Is the New Black, it hits kind of a lot of the same hmm. comedic notes as that. Uh, something like Transparent would also sort of be the same. Like you know, mm-hmm. Cur- like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Not quite as as funny as Curb Your Enthusiasm. It never like it never kills me. Like, but I'm, there's a lot. Of, a lot of the comedy will come from the awkward drama that's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it, it's like it, it's like shot dramatically. I would say like imagine if you just sort of like siphoned out the funny parts of Mad Men. <laughs> like, if you cut each Mad Men episode to 30 minutes, uh-huh. and it was only the, like, the funny parts. Less relishing 50s Americana, and... and kind of, and more yeah. just, like, kind of, like, some nostalgic laughs. Like, okay. think about, like, the, like, the, like, because there's a lot of comedy in Mad Men, right? Yeah. Like, there's yeah, usually, yeah. like you said, if you cut each episode of Mad Men and cut the, like, 20 or 30 minutes of, like, hard drama out and just <laughs> had the funny parts. Like, like when Peggy accidentally stabs her boyfriend because she lives in a bad part of town. Like, there's, like, funny... Like, there's stuff, like... Not necessarily like that, but it's that kind of mm-hmm. humor. That's like it's character-driven humor as opposed to necessarily like punchline-driven humor. Cool. Um, also, Scott, it's you, got Keith has my favorite anecdote about wrestling shows. Oh, of all time. Yeah, 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 it's the best. So one of the actresses on the show is a former WWE and TNA wrestler, champion, champion, awesome. Hold on, TNA, another wrestling promotion, total nonstop action, right? Um, Oddly, not a women's not wrestling league. Not tits and ass for women's wrestling league. Got she it. Had, oh, that was the joke. Right. That's the joke, but I mean, but it wasn't a women's wrestling league. It had, the, there were the TNA knockouts who are the wrestling, the women wrestling division. Right. Um, she had, she had appeared in the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. as a woman. A very accomplished woman, female wrestler is now I, there as an actress. Okay. Like, yeah. In the show. And, uh, the stunt coordinator for the wrestling is Chavo Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero. Uh, which also, is cool because his, uncle was one of the trainers for the original glow promotion Mm -hmm. and one of the actresses had just gotten the role uh a week later like like yeah she got it like well quite a bit later must have been much later after some of the casting choices like they were already so one of the things the show does is it to replicate the wrestling of the original Mm -hmm. show they are training the actresses to wrestle like there's no stunt work <laughs> so it's awesome. all it's all like whenever there is wrestling in the show it's pretty crappy i was gonna ask like do they do is there like a like actual wrestling there, sequence there is actual wrestling but yeah. it's as though you took a non-wrestler and trained them as best as you could to wrestle right and they are apparently still training and like so like they're like the season two wrestling is a little better than the season one wrestling because the actresses are getting better at wrestling mm-hmm. but it's just that it's it's i thought it was just like a neat way to go about it because they're actually all training to learn wrestling live. So you know, it's like, like, like a G.I. Jane thing. They mm-hmm. get a role to play in the army. They go through boot camp. They learn some of the stuff. Right, right, right. The actresses are doing that. But, it, but so like one to, actress- the, to, the, to great effect because 
they're supposed to look like they kind of don't know what they're doing and only know a move or two, and right. that's what they do. It's it's, uh, it's perfect. So smart. one one actress starts late. She gets the role after everyone else has started their training, mm-hmm. and she shows up. And these again are all actresses. They're not great wrestlers, but she doesn't know who Awesome Kong is. So when Chavo, who was running the boot camp, says, "I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show you what we've been learning so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just want to take one of the girls here. We're gonna go through some of the moves. Just." Watch and, and you'll see, you'll be able to catch up real quick. Kind of, you'll see where everybody's at in their training. And instead mm-hmm. of choosing one of the actresses, he chooses the professional wrestler with 20 years of experience and calls, mm-hmm. him, calls her into the ring. And they put on a full professional WWE <laughs> style. <laughs> they run a match with like reversals and like flips and big rope spots. <laughs> and she cries once <laughs> She's like, oh no, I'm I can't gonna... do this. That's what? amazing. <laughs> And like basically, and you know, and everybody, and everybody's more or less on this level. So just like watch and learn, okay? And yeah. just like <laughs> catch up, runs, catch up. A, runs a full functioning <laughs> wrestling match. I was like, hmm. can you imagine? You're like, oh no, that like twenty thousand people would sit through. And is a, this like good enough to recommend to anybody? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. It's one of those like wrestling is not the point of the show. Wrestling is not the point of the show. It's one of those things that I think like you uh, that where Netflix kind of um, like it almost like cracks the zeitgeist like mm-hmm. the way Stranger Things sort of like you're like anybody could watch this show hmm. it, like it's almost that approachable and tall and order yeah. uh, Scott I don't know if you know this but and it's only like the teeniest tiniest of spoilers episode 8 is a full show within a show the entire episode is an episode of their glow nice yeah, yeah, yeah. for it unfortunately and still not enough wrestling in it, it's like all like the the weird backstage yeah. and storyline stuff that they're shooting. But it's like yeah. Mm. So and the entire thing is. Uh, I just watched the title match episode between Welfare Queen and, and Liberty, Bell. Liberty Bell. Yeah, so that was the last one I saw. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. And the entire thing is like shot on like crappy cameras and mm-hmm. in four by three ratio. Like it's so, oh, it's awesome. so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's like I was like oh I was like I had had it spoiled for me, and I was like. Kind of a bummer because and I'm sorry I spoiled it for you now. Thanks. Because you're just sort of like you're you keep expecting it to just be like to cut back. Like anytime they've ever shown anything of the show, they will then cut back to the normal footage. Right. They just never do. It's the entire the whole episode. episode. It's like a documentary live show. No, it's as though it would be the live show. It's Plus as though the backstage you're... drama. No, it's only the, but I'm saying backstage drama and like the WWE scripted drama. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. like the scripted yeah, yeah. vignettes and stuff. Like there's no backstage actual character drama. It's they're all in character the entire time. Nice. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And second season is I think in a way better maybe than the first. Like so far it's been better. It, like I like the fact cuz the entire first one has a driving purpose, which is they're trying to get the show to pilot. Mhm. And now that it's in pilot and they're trying to just sort of like keep the show going, it allows, I think, some more like narrative possibilities of the characters now being like, like the first season kind of dealt with this, like the stuff where like everybody was willing to do whatever it took to get the show onto pilot. And now that they're like, that they have a show, they're like questioning some of their decisions. Like they made like one of the characters made a character named Beirut, who's just a like terrorist. And she hates it. And she hates it. Yeah. Like the, um, Awesome Kong slash Karma's character is the welfare queen who's mm-hmm. like a big black woman who loves taking handouts from the government. That's so awful. And her like Harvard Stanford. son, Stanford, is her Stanford, her son is like on a scholarship in Stanford being like, this is like minstrel garbage, mom. What are you, what are you doing? And she's like, no, but, but we're all offensive. And then like kind of sad about it. 
yeah, it's uh, it's good. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I uh, I've been. It's like I enjoy it enough that especially the thirty minute runtime is a is a big selling Keeps point. Like like we're we probably only watch like one episode a night because we're both super busy and stuff. So it's just sort of like we're like what's what's half an hour long? Mm-hmm. And he's putting out new episodes and se- or well, it's all it's all out. But like what's half an hour long and out in the summertime? So. Whoa! I want to run through some more Netflix shows, just really, really quick. Go. Netflix has a new show called Cooking on High. Uh-huh. It's a cooking show, but all the food has to have marijuana in it. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I was like, but it, I was like, I, 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 I want to see really stoned people. Yeah, to I was cook. like, but I want them to the be. The really judges stoned. are also really stoned because some of them show up stoned, and the rest of them eat the food <laughs> and get stoned, and they're not allowed to give their their critiques of the food until it's kicked in. <laughs> like, we'll be right back in an hour after this is settled in on everyone. Is Doug Benson involved? It's just, it's great. They're, they're, they're weed, they have a weed sommelier come out, explain mm-hmm. the strain that they're going to be cooking with. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. He's amazing. And the episodes are also 15 minutes long. Nice. So you don't have to worry about it. Episode one is about, they cook sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> just plain ass sandwiches. Plain ass sandwiches. Great. Huh. Um, Hip hop explosion. Oh yeah, was that good? Hip hop evolution. Yeah. Hip hop evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, documentary series that, um, is done by a filmmaker who is also a rapper. And I'm mm-hmm. saying not a super rich white guy who likes dance right. movies. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and if you liked Hip Hop Family Tree, you will like this. And let's say the first part of Get Down. And yes, if you like the first part of the Get Down. <laughs> what he is able to do in terms of booking interviews mm-hmm. is outstanding. That's awesome. Hmm. Everyone is there. African Bobata is there. Melly Mel is there. Grandmaster Flash is there. Crazy. The Cold Crush Brothers are there. LL Cool J is there. Russell Simmons has this huge, long interview inside his house. Uh, Curtis Blow does a huge, long interview with them, talking about everything. Uh, the Sugar Hill Gang all get together to talk about it, except for Tank. Um, but I was like, and then it's everyone like, you ripped off everybody, Sugar Hill Gang. And, the and they're kind of like, we're just... They said, do you want to be rappers? We said yes, and then we started rapping. Like, it, <laughs> what do you want from us? It was them, not us. Oh, man, I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh-oh. Sorry, you're just, just talking about music made me think of this. Uh, there's a comedian. He's on the ethnic show right now, just for laughs. So if you take a look at that. He has this joke where he was just sort of like, white privilege is when you get together with your friends and you're like, let's form a band called The Killers, and everyone's okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it just killed me. I was just like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's very digestible. It's not as dramatic as Hip Hop Family Tree. Mm-hmm. But well, I feel that a lot of, uh, even a lot of beefs are probably have mellowed like by now. Like anyone talking about this stuff in like the late 2000s, like Hip Hop Family Tree is like, and they hated each other. Like mm-hmm. in the comic, you were like, but yeah, that was like 30 years ago. And you're like, yeah, we were beefing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like um, one of the DJs from the Cold Crush Brothers talks about um, Run DMC hitting. It's like, so Run DMC comes out and they're wearing track shoots and sneakers and Kangol hats, and we all looked at what we were wearing. We're like, oh my god! <laughs> we thought we wanted to be stars, and we had to dress like Prince, and we had to dress like Rick James, and we're just like, they're just wearing what we wore when we're not pretending. Oh shit! <laughs> and they're like Rocky <laughs> Adidas, and everyone's like, yay! Accurately represented in the film uh, Crush Groove, mm-hmm. where like Curtis yeah. Blow is dressed like a '80s pop star, right? Like yeah. he's, he's yeah. got like the Jerry the curls and, and like leather jacket suits, and, and like sequin stuff and whatever. And then Run DMC is like, "We are in tracksuits." Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Adidas was written 
at the suggestion of Russell Simmons, <laughs> who asked them to write it and perform it at Madison Square Garden and invited the people from Adidas to watch 15,000 people scream, my Adidas, <laughs> and then sign the contract for the sponsorship deal. Nice. <laughs> Fucking smart shit there. <laughs> wow. Um, it's fast, and the, the super benefit that it has over something like Hip Hop Family Tree is you can hear the music. Yeah. They are playing the stuff as they're talking about it, and it they can is get the rights instantly in more the engaging. Hip-hop well, it's a comic. Right. <laughs> so, unless you know the tracks, like, I had to Google a bunch of stuff in, in Hip Hop Family Tree, and some of it's hard to find. Like, yeah. some of it are, like, very early, early mixtapes and stuff, and you're like, Ugh. like, <laughs> if you want to hear some of the stuff, he, like, just has no choice other than to, like, write the lyrics out in a right. speech bubble. Yeah. Cool. Hip-hop, Luke Cage, too? Did you watch it? Um, about two-thirds of the way through, Luke Cage. You like it? I like it a lot more. It has really stayed on the rails compared to Luke Cage 1. Luke mm. Cage 1 was really, really good and then went off the rails. Luke Cage 2 is really, really good and has stayed on target. Hmm. It's been good. And have you watched it all yet? No, I'm like three episodes in. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't done that or Jessica Jones. I started Jessica Jones too. And I mean, I think we talked about this on the podcast. I was like, I'm just such a big fan of they were like, and the Defenders happened. Anyway, now this is happening. The, what about the defenders? Just forget whatever. About it. Like, yeah. like I mean, like I guess it happened, and like the characters are at the, like starting from the end point of the defenders, and I was like, hooray! I don't need to watch that. I actually don't recall what happened at the end of defenders. Did anything matter? Did anything? Was there like a did something happen? I'm, I'm on board died? with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and just pretending yeah. that it didn't Great. happen. Yeah. Though they do have some of the like little relationships that keep going. Yeah. Night nurse um, gets in trouble. She well, mentions like, all the people. Night yeah. nurse. But um, Misty Knight loses her arm. That's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. And she goes to hang yeah. out with Colleen to, like, just talk yeah. it over and work through I don't think shit. they're pretending that it didn't happen. They're just like, let's, like, the less we draw attention to it. To the know. evil ninjas that tried to take over the world. It's like how in, the, in the, the, the Star Wars Episode Seven, like, they just, <laughs> they're just sort of like, I think they, like. Moving on. No, but they mention clones because they're like, yeah, it's in continuity, but like, it's like clones. Yes, Naboo's a thing. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like they're just sort of like they're like, and they perform better than clones, and they talk about the brainwash people. They're like, yeah. here we go. Like they're like, we're like, yeah, it happened, but like, let's not waste any more time talking about clones. No one wants to talk about clones. Stop making a three-year story arc about Spider-Man and clones. <laughs> that was really good, though. The Spider-Man no? clone. No. One. I loved clone it. Saga? It had no. parts. It had I don't know. Parts. I remember seeing a cartoon that had him becoming like a clone half Spider Man yeah, thing, the, and it was fucking awesome. Because the clone, like the, if you're thinking of the cartoon version yeah. of it, it was like twelve episodes. That's not, right. Not like three years of every Spider Man comic being about the Clone Saga. Huh. It's garbage. Well, the cartoon was awesome. Yeah, you know, I think Peter you could Parker condense. wasn't even Spider Man for a lot of that. Hmm. One of the clones was. He was just like, "Hey, you can go be married. I'll be Spider Man now." And Pete was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." We'll have a beer if something serious happens. Yeah. Then there was Scarlet Spider and there's, uh, uh, the Kane, the Scarred Clone. Yeah. It was. And it was. And, and the thing. And apparently, I mean, we should do. We should do a thing. Let's research this later. Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, it went off the rails even at Marvel. Like, it was supposed to be like an, uh, a 12 month run. And then it went. It was like over three years. That's fucking hilarious. Before they like righted the ship, like different writers got involved and like stuff stopped and stuff started. They went like full hmm. lost television the, show. Like. <laughs> the Wikipedia entry is a slog, so you can imagine what the comics are like. It mm-hmm. just got so convoluted, but it was like, but it was pitched as a like. Hey, got, remember this thing happened? Yeah, let's pull that back. For three years, don't forget he had four titles going. Huh. Yeah. So, forty-eight. Issues a year for three years. It's so many comics. 
of just runarounds and nonsense and stupidity. Boy, this seems to have affected you guys a lot. I watched like, some uh, cartoons and I clapped my hands. It's some of it's <laughs> <quite> watching. <laughs> that's, that's that's what happened. Oh my god! It's like episode two Star Wars. Huh? That goes on. For, it's interminable. On Lost, I think Lost Television is a Lost Television show is kind of a good thing where you're like, why am I season even five? Like where you real you're beginning it's beginning to dawn on you. You're noticing it. Why they have no idea what they're this? doing. It. Yeah, you exactly. don't know what's going on. And you it was like care. so many writers were like helming it yep. and stuff. Like there was like a head writer that just like came in and out and uh, nonsense. Good times. Uh, so we're almost at the end of the show, mm-hmm. and I we talked about a new segment. Are you guys ready? Are you have you have you guys prepared? So. John has a creepy uh, smile on his face. We decided that because we talk a lot about movies on the 9 to 5 entertainment system, we're going to try to make the two of us who are not involved in the decision making or who... Well, we, let's come up with the name for the, the segment. I'm, I'm going to call it The World's Greatest Picture Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> World's Greatest Picture Show? Yeah. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, hang on, hang on. Uh, you can't beat it. I don't know. I was going to say movies of note. Straight no. to ear. We can change the name later. Something. I'm trying to. I was, one, I was almost at an acronym that was spelt monster. We're about to deploy movies of note straight to everyone's radar. Radar, monster. Okay, but so one of us will be watching a movie, yeah, and then we'll come back and defend it yes. as the greatest movie of all time. I was mm-hmm. thinking about that. I was I was going to say I don't think we'll be able to always defend the movie as the greatest movie of all time. As, you as need to biggest, defend it. As the biggest yeah. fanboy yeah, of that fair movie, fair enough. Because I'm saying like there's time. like there's no way you're going to be able to watch some of these and like just like justify them going above some of the movies on our list. But I think you're going to need to try to defend them going above like some movies on our list that yeah. they otherwise shouldn't. No, you you have to come as you're as you're reviewing this movie on pushing the next for the episode. highest ranking possible. As the biggest fanboy of this movie, you awesome. love this movie. You got to present an argument. That. But it has to be an argument, I think, is, like, important also. Like, because, like, if I watch something, like, My well, Little... It's going to be an argument. If, if, <laughs> if someone has to watch, like, My Little Pony, whatever the movie is... Friendship like, the is argument magic. can't be, like... Friendship is Magic of the show. Okay. Uh, what, 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 what? Um, you can't be, like, I'm a brony, so it's the best movie ever. Right. No, you no, need, no, no. You, you need to, to argue the merits yeah. of the film. Of the film. Storytelling. Yeah, of, of course. Like, exactly. That's it. Like, you can't just be like, like, well, I don't want it to degenerate into a leave Britney alone situation because she made Crossroads. I you think know? Like, if we are about no, anything no. here, it's about spurious Hello. logic. So and also, gonna, we're film critics. We are professional, professional film, film critics. critics. Yeah. We, hey, are you for a second implying that we have not our web through work on our website been given accreditation to a prestigious I mean, film festival does that make us professional is the oh. is a follow-up question <laughs> which i'm not sure can be, can be really but like it does make us film critics it does it does <laughs> i mean we're not no one's you know roger not, ebert professional we are not professional <laughs> we are film critics that's uh, undoubtable. so um we this, talked about this quite a bit we're amazing we, film we bounced emails back and forth this and being i my feel like idea. it's been a little bit yeah. I, I decided to throw myself under the bus, yeah. um, and I mean I don't know. I mean I don't know where you guys landed. I, Scott told me a little bit about your process. I don't know. Like we need to hit a certain spirit. I mean I'll see what you guys come up yeah. with because apparently like you were Didn't you were we going into, into straight uh, like just like the most horrific gore films no. of all time. Or but something. there are there there are ones that are just awful. <laughs> it's yeah, but true. I, but what I, was like, but I don't I know. But I don't know if that's in the spirit of them because like you know what I mean. I was like. I don't know. I, I don't know what the spirit of this necessarily is. Yeah. But I'd be like, is watching, is watching Thanatomorphos like 
in the spirit of the enterprise. I don't know. I like, you know what I mean? Like, cause well, what's the spirit of the enterprise? I, I know, I know that we're, we're landing on that. That's, right. but I ask that question. What are you too. looking up over there, Scott? I'm looking for an email chain and I'm having a really hard time oh finding it. Oh my god, it. you guys knew this was coming. Tell us some facts about <clears> it. So, this is a movie right. that Keith will be watching. Okay. Uh, and coming back and defending. Don't tell me, tell me like years and plot before you tell me title. Yeah. Uh, it is a 1986 oh. American comedy film oh. starring C. Thomas Howell. Who the hell is C. Thomas Howell? <laughs> right? Don't know who C. Thomas Howell is? Did no. you never watch The Outsiders? I guess I didn't know St- who C. Thomas Howell is. gold pony boy? He was pony boy? Yeah, he was pony boy. Huh. Okay. Right. The name, uh, let's see, this was directed by Steve Miner, mm-hmm. uh, who... Name is known for his work in the horror genre, including oh. Friday the 13th, Part 2, Part the 3, Halloween H2O, Ooh. Warlock, yeah. and Lake Placid. Right. Okay. There's some, there's some chops he's in there. There's numerous, something in there. He's directed numerous comedy and drama films, as well as notable episodes of The Wonder Years, Dawson's Creek, and Smallville. Okay, I'm into it. Well respected. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is a working Hollywood director who... Who's made some movies that you've enjoyed. And, uh, well, I mean, like Lake Placid, H2O... Like Friday it's a pretty rough, it's a rough list right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's made some like barely watchable horror films. Uh, along with C. Thomas Howell, this movie stars James Earl Jones, Leslie Nielsen, oh. Oh. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. This movie is Soul Man. Oh. It is about a white man who temporarily darkens his skin in order to pretend to be black <laughs> and qualify for a black scholarship <laughs> at Harvard Law. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh no! <laughs> That's the worst. I don't think this is going to be that bad. It's just going to be every second is offensive. Well, every maybe... second of the trailer is offensive. <laughs> but maybe the reason this is such an important film is that you're going to have something to teach us about race in America. <laughs> maybe the movie has something to teach us. I don't know what it is that you're going to love about this. But I, mean, I can't wait I, to like, find I, out. Like, just like having not seen it, uh, I just like, I feel that like the 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 takeaway is going to be like. It turns out that I could learn from black people well, all that's along. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh God! I shouldn't have just stereotyped them. There's a lot of other types of black people other than the Soul Man who I have become. Oh, just the name God. of the movie is I, horrible. I, mm-hmm. I know it's the worst. I I, I have a vague. Um, just I, having just watched the trailer, imagine which Teen is hard. Wolf. Imagine Teen Wolf, but instead of a werewolf. It's two white dudes where one of them realizes he's going to be black for a little while. Oh, my God. This is going to be so bad. I like I have vague, vague memories of this movie at the video store. And, like, I remember, like, being, like, a teenager or whatever. So, like, the movie was already, like, probably, like, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at it, because it was in, like, I think it was always in. <laughs> like, it was always rentable. And, like, looking at the back of the box, reading the back of the box, and even, like, as a teenager being like, oh, no. Yeah, no, I see it. Growing up in the 90s, like a whole rack of Leslie Nielsen comedies that we're all in is kind of part of the state of movie theaters or rental places. Mm-hmm. And I mean, James Earl Jones, but you know. Yep, James Earl Jones. God damn, James Earl Jones. Why'd you do it? <laughs> I'm excited. I just want James Earl Jones like to just look unhappy in every shot that he's in, being like, and here's the line, and just leaves <laughs> like every time, being like, this is contractual obligations. It's just going to be a wonderful no. comedic romp through 80s Americana. Oh, God. And it sounds like it's going to be great, huh? Mm-hmm. 
better than Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear your defenses. I'm lauding the merits of this. <laughs> Just set up an up. So let's set up a situation. So where how people does this work? You're going to come back next week and defend it, and you're going to bring the next movie for the next person. Well, the other two people who are not involved. So right. I'm going to go after Keith. Okay. okay so so that you means and I you and I will involved. have to have, it, have an email thread going. I'm going to defend this movie. We're going to rank it. We're going to put it on the list. Yep. Um, and John, you and I will come up with a movie for Scott. Scott. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to do John? We already talked about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to get mine out of the way before it gets too much worse. <laughs> Thanatomorphos. <laughs> well, that's true. Hey, you're really squeamish. Yep. I have, I have very particular things that I don't like in films, Oh, too, about so. babies, too. Oh, man. This has been the night five for everybody. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcast, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.